Let's pray. God, uh, this is truly so much bigger than us. But I stand here today to say thank you, first of all, for what you've done. God, we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't without you. And your faithfulness throughout the journey. And it's not a surprise to you that we all sit in this room today. God, that there are some who even maybe even walked in here for the first time and they're sitting there saying, what did I just walk into? And there are some who sit in here today who have been a part of this journey for 14 years. And they've seen you come through at every intersection. And there are some, God, who are here that you've landed here in Leland, North Carolina, just over the last few years. And they're not here by surprise, but they're here because, God, you have placed them here for this time and for this moment. And so, God, as we step into this, give us wisdom. Give us discernment. Give us the faith that we need. God, you have provided at every at every intersection along the way you've provided and God, I believe that this is no different. And so God, would you begin to work in our hearts now as we open our hearts and our minds And God, we open our hands and say, okay, God. Whatever it is, we'll do it. God, we give you the glory. Now to him, now to you who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to your your power that's at work within us. To you be glory and honor and praise in the church, in your church, and for every generation to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning, good morning. Yeah, defining moments. We truly are, 
we truly are in what I believe is a defining moment in the life of Crosswinds Church. For the last year or more, our staff, our, our leadership team, along with um, some people who have come alongside of us to help us discern what the Lord wanted for us, has brought us to this point where we believe that God is taking us to a new place. And we are so excited about what God is going to do. I found it really funny that in the, in the first part of the video as you guys were seeing the vision, it kind of came to that point where it put defining moments up on the screen and, and you guys thought the video was over and you started cheering. And then it started talking about the money. <laughs> I thought at the end of it, now you're not cheering as loud. I was like, oh, oh, right? And, and, and I just found that, that funny, but I think it, it, it is what it is because I've been laughing through this journey as well. Like, okay, God, what are you doing? Like, the, the most of you don't realize, don't understand that 14 years ago, we were sitting in a room that was about the size of this stage, and we had only a few people in it in one room, and then a few, a few other kids in another room, never expecting that this is where we would be. Not even just to be honest with you, in 2019 when we moved into this building, not even expecting that almost four years later now, right? We moved in on October the 19th, so it hasn't even been quite four years that all of a sudden now we're already at a, in a position where we have to figure out something. If you've been coming for the last few months or really the last couple of years, you've, you've seen this continue to grow and grow and grow, and I don't know if you like it or not. I don't know if you like sitting this close to people, right? We thought coming out of COVID, we'd never sit next to people. Like we fist bump them, walk down the different aisle, right? We'd never really get back to that point, but it's been awesome to see what God has, got, has done over the course of these years. This truly is a defining moment for our church, but it's not just for now. It's not just for our convenience. It's not just for our comfort. It's not even just for us. But it's about what God wants to do. It's about the generations that are to come. It's about the people that actually aren't in here right now. That they're, they're out at Walmart shopping right now. They're, they're, they're walking through their neighborhood because that's what they do on their morning Sunday routine. They're sitting home watching the news. And they don't even realize at this moment that what they actually truly need and the hope, the only hope that they're truly going to find is in Jesus. And that's what this is truly all about. Okay, so, so I, need, I, I need some help this morning. You're, you, uh, if you're sitting on the end of the row, I want you to look under your chair. There's probably a few booklets that you probably wanted to sneak a peek as you were walking in. Some of you probably already took them out. Who, who cheated? Okay, Tony cheated, Miss Wendy cheated. All right, take those out, pull them out, pull them out. Now, don't, now, hey, I know you're going to be tempted to look through them, right? You're going to be tempted. While I'm preaching, you're like, what is he talking about? What are the numbers? You, uh, all you financial people in the room, be careful. Easy, slow down your roll, okay? And so what I want you to do is once you pass those out, pass them, pass them down the road. Come on, you guys. You've been in school before. 
Take the, who said no? All right, all right. So, and, and I want you to turn to page 27. Page 27. Don't go any other page. We have video watching to see where you're going. All right, all right, all right. Man, you guys are chatty Kathy this morning. All right, all right, all right. So, page 27, right? Don't go through looking through the book to see if your photo's in there. Okay. If you see your photo in there, don't go, oh my gosh, I don't like that picture of me. Yes, every picture puts added 10 pounds, okay? Let's just go ahead and say it, right? I, didn't, I don't like the ones of me either. All right. So, okay, you on page 27? Nobody, okay. We need like some ushers to make sure nobody else is looking through the book. Just kidding. Where's our security? <laughs> all right, all right, okay. So, I want to give you, I want to give you seven bullet points, and then I'm going to jump into the, the message part of this, okay? Seven bullet points, and he, here they are. I'm going to try and run, race through these as quickly as we possibly can. We are going to give you an opportunity to ask questions at another time, just not this morning. Don't catch me after the service and ask me 57 questions, because to be honest with you, I don't have the answer. All right. So, here's the thing. This is, these are the reminders as we launch into this. The first thing is, is that we have to be reminded that this is about the mission that God has given us. It's not about who's here, but it's about who God wants to bring here. It's about who God wants us to reach and disciple more people. Remember, over the last seven weeks, we've been talking about the mission of the church. We've been talking about the core values. We've been talking about faith. We've been talking about generosity. We've been talking about all those things because what we wanted to do is we wanted to build a foundation for what we're getting ready to step into over the course of the next few years. And so, the why is that we have to be reminded that it's about the mission. The what is this, okay? The what is that we're going to be expanding the facility. Well, why are we expanding the facility? Because I don't know if you know, but in 2020, in 2021, we were averaging about 357 in 2022, or no, I'm sorry, in 2022, we were averaging about 357, and to present today, we're averaging 569. We've grown more than 200 people over the course of the last two years. Go figure that out. Go figure that out. And so what God is doing is God is expanding our reach. And as we said, there are people moving here from all over the country, and that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool because what happens is, is when people move here from other parts of the country, we hopefully are able to impact them. And then those of you who didn't grow up here, you don't live here, hopefully your reach goes actually further than Leland. Because if you have family, if you have friends that live in another part of the country and they are not followers of Jesus, guess what your reach does? Hopefully you're sharing your faith as a part of your relationship with Jesus, okay? So that's, that's the mission, that's the why. The second thing is we're asking for 100% engagement. We're asking you to engage in what's God, what God is doing. To get engaged, we're asking the kids to get engaged. We're asking the students to get engaged. We're asking you as an adult that if you call Crosswinds your home, if you call Crosswinds your home, and you believe that this is your home church, then get engaged in what God is doing. Get engaged in what God is doing. And I, I want to really encourage you to be present over the course of the next six weeks. The next six weeks are starting today, five more weeks after today. I want you to do everything you can. If you have vacation planned the next five weeks, cancel it. <laughs> if you can get your money back. 
If you can't get your money back, don't come asking me for your money, okay? All right? 100% engagement. The third one is this. What is the problem? What's it include? What's the project include? The project includes that we're going to be expanding our, we're going to be expanding our facility, building a brand new uh, sanctuary on the back of, on the back part of this property right here. We're going to be adding parking. Praise Jesus. You don't have to park in the grass anymore. Um, We're going to be adding parking. And then we're also, even more, what's really cool is that this building that we're sitting in right now will all become for our students and our children. Yeah, that's what's really cool. That's what the faith is. It shapes the future. What we're doing today, let's be honest, it might impact us, but who cares if it impacts us? Because what about the generations to come? What we are handing off our faith, because one day Pastor Chris is not going to be here. Somebody else will be standing on this stage, and they will be preaching. They will be, they will be leading a church. There will be ministry leaders in here, and they will be coming out of those rooms over there and stepping into here, and who knows what the church will be like then. And so we're, we're, we're creating, we're, we're working towards something that we believe that God has for us. Now, if I'm being really honest with you, this is a huge number that it's going to cost for us to be able to do. We gave you the number three million. That's our goal because we believe that's what we can, we can raise as the body of Christ. There is a gap from that goal to the end goal. Okay, and my thing has always been this. If we can't accomplish, if we can't accomplish what God's called us to, then it's probably not God led. And so we like to put those visions out there where we believe, hey, if this doesn't come, if, if God doesn't come through, we're screwed. Have you ever lived that way? I think that's part of faith. Yes, there's wisdom. God gives us wisdom. Yes, he gives us discernment. But we'll talk about something in just a moment that didn't, that didn't make sense. All right, let's keep moving. What, what about give hope? You're like, what's give hope? Half of you, some of you don't even know what give hope was. Well, about, about three years ago, we started, uh, two years ago, we started a, a, an initiative to expand the facility. And our plan then was only to add 100 seats to the auditorium. We were growing as a church and we said, hey, you know what? Maybe we should add a hundred seats. And so we got into it and guess what God did? God started adding a whole lot more people than just a hundred. And so had we gone on with that plan, we would already probably be sitting in that facility and guess what? We would already be having to expand the facility again because we didn't, we weren't planning anything for kids and children. And so we stepped back and we said, hold on a minute. Let's see if God wants to do something else. We took some time of prayer. We came back together um, after the summer. And this is what we believe that God had. This is what we know that God is leading us to. The money. Now, I know that there was some money that was given to give hope. So if you're one of those people who have been giving to give hope over the course of the last couple years, your money has gone into a a building fund account and is still sitting there to be used for building funds fun. Okay? Just so you know, just being clear, trying to be honest, right? Then the the other thing is, is that you've been given a booklet, right? You've been given a booklet. We want you to use this over the course. If all the adults want to take one home, if you're a teenager and you like to color, you can take it home too. 
But we would love for you guys to take this and use this as a part of your guide over the course of the next six weeks. Over the next six weeks, it's got sermon notes. It's got some small group questions, some life group questions. As Ronnie mentioned earlier, our small groups are walking through this, looking at defining moments in their in their own life. The next thing is is that you'll be given a commitment card when you leave today. There's a commitment card. Obviously, we can't do this without you. And we believe that God wants to use all of us to make a difference. So you'll be given this, and we're asking you then to begin to pray and ask the Lord, what does he want me, want you to do? Because what I believe, here's been my prayer. Listen to me. I want you to hear the heart of Pastor Chris. This is not something that I ever wanted, I ever desired. Because let's be honest, who likes the building process? If you've built a house, you know that it's not fun. But for me, it came back to this realization that it wasn't about me and my comfort and my convenience, but it was about the mission that God had called me to. And as long as God gives me the ability to pastor a church that is reaching people and seeing their lives discipled and seeing them care for other people, then I'm going to keep going as long as God gives me that opportunity. And I hope that you will come along on this journey. I know that some of you here may already have a bad taste in your mouth from a past church experience. And I realize in a church this size that that is quite possible. And what I'm asking you to do, I'm asking you just to walk this journey with us and ask God to say, God, what do you want me to do? Because what I believe over the course of the next six weeks is I believe that God wants to give you this defining moment in your own spiritual journey. On Monday, I got up really early in the morning. And obviously, since we have started this journey, Pastor Chris has felt this weight on his shoulders of leading a growing church. And if I'm being really honest, and many of you know this, that probably over the course of the last year has been probably one of the most difficult years for me personally, but over the course of the last four or five years has been a really difficult season. The Lord told me last summer that it was going to be the hardest season of my life, not knowing that, it, that even at one point this past January, somebody would try to stab me. And it's been a journey. And on Monday, <laughs> I love this. On Monday, I sat down and I got, Ashley and I are reading through the Bible chronologically. And if I'm being honest, I was a few days behind. <laughs> but the Lord had a reason for it. Because that morning I sat down to read and Lord led me to First Chronicles chapter 22 and he led me to Psalm, Psalm 18, which is the, the uh, Psalm of David. And David is praising the Lord because he has the, his enemies have been after him. And he said this, the, the Lord said very clearly to me, not audibly, but probably one of the most clear things the Lord ever said to me. He said, that season is over. 
He said, that season is over. And here's what I want to say to you this morning. Hey, that season is over. The season of discouragement, it's over. The season of hopelessness, it's over. Man, God wants to let it go this morning. Whatever you may have walked in here, whatever way you may have walked in here feeling, I'm here to tell you this morning that the Lord says it's over. And, but here's what he said. Listen, listen, listen. All those people cheering are the ones that are like, everybody else like, oh, okay. But here's what he said. Here's what he said. Here's what he said. Psalm 18. He said, okay, this is what God said to David. Now I want you to train your hands for battle. And that's what the Lord told me. Train yourself for battle. So I went out and started running. (laughs) So when I get discouraged in the days to come, you come look at me and you point your finger at me like my mama used to do. And you say, boy, you remember what God told you right? Because we have to remember in the dark what God said in the light. Whoo-wee. All right. Okay, so let's look at the scripture real quick. The scripture is found in Joshua, all right? Uh, as I was preparing and thinking about this series over the course of the next six weeks, we're going to look at these defining moments within biblical character, within biblical stories that, we, that I believe that God wants to walk us through as we journey to what God has next for us. And one of the things that's always been huge for me is this, this story in Joshua. God gave it to me back when we were planning to move to plant the church. He led me to this, and I just thought, what an appropriate place to start. And Joshua one nine it says this be strong and courageous be strong and courageous do not be afraid for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go and in Joshua chapter one he continues to say that like four times be Joshua because what's happened is Moses has now died Moses has been leading the Israelites Moses is coming to the end of his life God has told Moses because of his disobedience that he's not going to enter the promised land Right? Because God was said, I'm going to take my chosen people, the Israelites, and I'm going to lead them into the promised land. He leads them out of Egypt. He leads them out of slavery. And his plan is to lead them into the promised land. And what should have taken them about 11 days took them 40 years because of their disobedience. And so now Moses has died. Moses has led a whole generation of Israelites really through the, through the desert, wandering through the desert, and all along the way, they've continued to be in places of disobedience, even Moses. And so now God said, hey, Moses, you're not going to be the one who's actually going to lead the Israelites into the, to, to the promised land. Joshua's actually going to be the one. And guess what? Joshua and his, his good old buddy Caleb were the only two who actually made it into the promised land because a whole generation died out because of their disobedience and didn't go to the promised land. And so let that be a lesson to us is that we need to walk in obedience. Walk in obedience. So Joshua, Joshua now, Moses has died. Joshua now carries this mantle of leadership. And what Joshua does in, in Joshua chapter 3, so God comes to him. He says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever 
you go. And then he says it again. Hey, hey, Joshua, be strong. And then he goes, and be very courageous. And he says it four times in, in the first chapter. And then we jump to chapter, chapter 3. And it says, it says this, chapter 3. Verse, verse 1, it says, early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then, listen. If you have your Bibles underlined this part, then you will know which way to go. Since you have never been this way before. Since you have never been this way before, you, guess what? We're walking into uncharted territories in the days ahead. We don't know what, we've never been there. And we're trusting the Lord for what's ahead. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before, but keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not go near it. And then Joshua 5, this is our key verse for this morning. It says this, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. And so the first point in all of this as we begin this journey is this, consecrate yourself, get yourself ready, prepare yourself, train your hands for battle. Because what God wants to do in us, what he wants to do through us is incredible. And it's places that we've never been before. And in this defining moment, what I believe is that God wants to take you to a place that you've never been before. If you'll just trust him and be obedient to ask God, what is it that you want me to do next? And then be willing to do it. Consecration is this Hebrew word kadesh, kadash. And what it means is it's setting ourselves apart. It means consecrating ourselves to holiness. It means that every step of faith that God puts in our way, we start to put our focus on God. Because here's what's happened, right, right? What happened to the Israelites, the generation of Israelites who didn't make it into the promised land, they let their focus get distracted by all the other things that were going, around, uh, going on around them, and they lost sight of what God had promised them. That God's promise was that, that he would send them to the promised land. And because of that generation's disobedience, they didn't, but the generation behind them, who, who also saw the faith of the people before them, right? So that's the good part. There was a whole generation of Israelites who saw, they not only saw the disobedience of them, but they also saw the faith. They saw God take them through. They heard of what God had done. They, they may not have necessarily seen, but they passed it on right? And so that's part of the responsibility of us as we consecrate ourselves is to say, God, what do you want to do in me? How can I put more of my focus on God? And as I'm putting my focus on God, guess what? The people behind me, I'm also sharing with them what God is doing. 
every step along the way. We're putting the focus on God. You see, and Joshua was saying to them, you need to spiritually prepare for what's about to come. Consecrate yourselves for today the Lord will do amazing things among you. And I believe that those were going to be defining moments. And so my challenge to you this morning is start praying and ask God, give yourself to God to whatever God wants you to do. Hey, listen, I'm going to be as bold to say this. If God tells you to leave, then leave. If God tells you to give your car away, give your car away. If God tells you to sell your house, you sell your house. What it, because I want you to be obedient to God. You're not here to please me. You're here to please the Lord. Then in Joshua chapter 3, verses 14, he says this. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant went, around, went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the Ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water. Right? They didn't stand and look. It says, as soon as their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. Had they not had the faith and trusted in God's promises to put their toe in the water, they might have missed out on the very thing that God had for him. So the challenge this morning is, don't miss out on what God has for you. Don't miss out on what God has for you. You see, God was not done yet with the Israelites. There was a whole generation of people who had wandered in the desert for 40 years. And because of their disobedience, they had missed out on the promises of God. Don't miss out on the very thing that God wants for you. And then Joshua chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. I love this. It says, when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan. Okay, put yourself in that position, right? Joshua is leading the people. They, they said there could be a million, millions of people of the Israelites. They walk down. They, you know, they put their toe in the water. All of a sudden, uh, the Ark of the Covenant and the priest are on ahead. They walk into this. Can you imagine being the priest with the Ark of the Covenant and having to be the first ones in? Right, And they walked into the middle and they stopped and God, God spread the water out. And now you're following Joshua through the water. You're like seeing, you're like wondering, man, is this water going to fall at any moment? And God allows the whole nation of Israel to get through. But, here's, but God didn't stop there. He said, okay, now Joshua, what I want you to do is I want you to choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan. From right here, the priests are standing and carrying them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. 
So Joshua called together the 12 men that he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and he said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of Israel, of the Israelites, to serve, listen, to serve as a sign among you in the future. When your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. And when it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. The stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. You see what I believe is that for every single one of us, there's this defining moment for us. It's a spiritual marker. You may have multiple ones to this point that you can reference, but I believe maybe God has one for you right now that maybe in the days ahead, you'll be able to say, look what God did. So the reminder this morning is this, remember what God has already done. Right? Because what he was telling the Israelites as they crossed the Jordan, he was saying, look back. These memorial stones, they're to be a reminder of what God has done and his faithfulness. That although the Israelites were wandering in the desert, they were kind of doing their own thing along the way, God was still faithful. Remember what God has done. But the cool thing is, is they didn't just build a memorial and stop. They kept moving because God was leading them in to the promised land. They were passing, the generation before them had passed off their faith and they had left a legacy. And now a whole new generation was walking in to what God had for them. But the whole purpose in this was to trust God, God's promises and to bring him glory at the end of the day. And so what I'm saying to you this morning is our responsibility is to trust the promises of God and at the end of the day let's let our lives bring him glory and so you pray with me for just a moment I believe that this is the beginning of a defining moment for you. That God wants to do something in you and he wants to do something through you. And the thing that I'm just saying to you is ask God what that is and be obedient to it. Does it involve your life? Absolutely. Does it involve your finances? I'm asking you to ask the Lord that part of it.
Are you living, are you focused on the things of God in your life right now? Or have you lost maybe focus? And now you just need to bring things back to the center. Would you open your hands and open your hearts and open your minds to say, God, whatever you want, I'll do. God, we love you. And we thank you that we get to be a part of what you're doing. We thank you that we can trust your promises, that we can trust your faithfulness. And God, I just pray that you would lead lead us, continue to lead us as a church, as your church, into, God, what you have for us for the days to come. That we're not focused on the here and now, our comforts and our conveniences, but we're focused on, God, what you want to do in Leland, North Carolina, in Brunswick County, and around the world. So, God, show us. Show us yourself. Speak to us. Lead us. Guide us. Challenge us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We stand and let's sing this song together.